Hello. Welcome back to the Bible Study Girl podcast. This is Sarita. You probably know me as Bible Study Girl. And the first voice that you actually heard was my brother. Like we have the same mother. We are related by blood. Um, the executive producer of this podcast, Bible Study Brother. It is I, Bible Study Brother, but I am also known as Icarus Gray over at Gray Area Anime. And this is the most wonderful podcast of your day. Yeah, go to oh, go to our YouTube page, uh, which will be down in the description. Like, comment, subscribe, and grow the BSG family because we're all in testimony together. And she's just a girl with something to say. Uh, kind of, you got it, kind of, brother. You did a general synopsis of the tagline, <laughs> and we're just gonna roll with it today. You know why? Because this is the third time we have attempted to get this episode out to the masses. So I I go back and forth between Lord, do you not want us to talk about this? And you know, like church folks, the devil be. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to give it a whirl. If you've been listening, then you know that we are reading the Boundaries book that was written by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And this uh, episode, we'll discuss chapter eight. Chapter eight is entitled Boundaries and Your Friends. I think it's an important discussion to have. Um, And it can be kind of difficult. It was really interesting to me to dive in and to see Bible Study Brothers' perspectives on friendship, my perspective on friendship, and how boundaries should be established in friendship. So I'm excited that we get the opportunity to talk to you guys about it again. And I'm curious to see if our views are changed, if our views have changed since we last discussed this on the episode that just did not work out. So I'm curious to see if if there's been any further reflection or even revelations about, okay, this is what's appropriate in in analyzing our own friendships that we have with different people. So um, buckle up, guys. Still in boundaries. (laughs) So the first question I'm going to ask just to kind of set the pace for the episode brother is how do you personally define friendship uh as family so everybody that that is a friend with me like um it started with like okay i gotta you know invite you over and introduce you to my family um and then like i want you to get the same kind of love or things that i get you know um so when you come over I wanted to want to get to the point to where it's like, you can go get your own water. You can go and do these things because while you don't necessarily live here, the same privileges in terms of like, that's where this is. This is where this is. Your familiarity of your surroundings is is allowing you to just be comfortable. Uh, and when that comfortability happens, majority of the time, then you get treated exactly like I do. So... Like, um, I don't know. It's just familiarity and, and treating people like family. So friendship is family. Okay. So for me, I think um, in general, I think we have the same concept. I will say, though, um, I'm going to use Sweet Baby for an example, right? 
So I take her to the park. She meets kids there. They're playing in the sand, having a good time. We're going to say Johnny is like throwing sand in her hair. And she doesn't want Johnny to throw sand in her hair. She just met Johnny today. And, you know, I say, well, you need to tell Johnny, Johnny, don't throw sand in my hair. And if you can't, if Johnny can't listen to you and he can't respect that, then you need to go find somebody else to play with. Right. So we leave the playground and we're talking about she's just talking about all her friends that she's made and all these friends. And I am like, well, those kids aren't your friends. They're kids that you had a good time with, but you just met them. They're not really friends. So. So it's important for me that she understands what a friend is. My definition of a friend, um, I don't have a lot of friends. I have a lot of associates. So I think my definition of a friend is closely aligned to yours. And it's really not something that's time bound. I have friends, like for instance, my bestie now, I think we became friends pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. like really true friends there was a level of comfort there a level of security there um i can count my friends on one hand and those are the people that i do life with period like it's not relegated to a group cuz i do have associations with people in different groups Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they're really my friends. They're like associates. Now, I don't go around saying, hey, you're my associate. You know what I'm saying? But like my to me, friendship is really close, personal. We have a bond outside of the common group that we're in. Hopefully before um, you go to glory, the petty in me to like show the difference between if you knew Sarita as an associate and if you knew Sarita uh like, just as something to make me laugh and feel better. I'm probably still going to do it no matter how old I am because I'm going to need to laugh. And it's going to make me, like, even more, you know, if, if, Lord willing, you go before me. Um, and I think probably yeah. for me, it's a little bit difficult because I am friendly. Like, I'm not an extrovert, but I am friendly. I do. I have a genuine interest in people. I generally want to know how people... um function my brother says i'm not friendly i am friendly no i, I was doing know. this about your extra uh, introvert i am an introvert eh. people like to talk to me though i'm yeah, not gonna be rude i didn't say you so, were, were gonna be rude but i think we both have a very uh strong feeling that the person like i say i'm an introvert and you'd be like mm, how and you're not though I am though. <laughs> like Zeta's gonna say same thing with you. So like I see your moments where you're out and you're shining. Right. But you're an introvert and you see the same moments for me. And it's just like same. Okay. Like you've done way more that's like extroverted behavior than I have. I do have I do tend to lean towards that, but like I said, it's because people like to talk to me. I'm getting off track and off topic. So the point is to me, friends are People that I really and truly do life with. And I think a better way for me to define that is that they deposit into my life and I deposit into their life. It's not a one-way street. I have a lot of associates and people I know that are drawn to me because they like my positivity. They like my light. But when it comes to them actually contributing to my life or, you know, helping me 
it's not really it's that that street doesn't really go those two ways so those people are more associates for me but it's about like serious dating for us which means like you'll know you're a friend if you've met deeper portions of our family and i mean not just like one time like you get well, the, yeah i was gonna say i think that is a true marker if we're friends if we are friends you spent time with my family because i spent a lot of time with my family mm -hmm. and if you haven't spent time with my family. We're probably not friends. We're associates. It doesn't mean I don't like you, but it means that you are, you know what I'm saying? Like you're sectioned off in a group because yeah. we, we do a lot of life with family. Okay. And I think the reason I want, well, I don't think I know the reason I wanted to really define friendship is because this chapter Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend take time to discuss what is truly friendship. And a lot of times, like in the church and in the church community, we are part of like you get together with the choir, you know, and the choir goes out and does a lot of stuff. You are in the ushers ministry and the ushers go out and do a lot of stuff. And yes, you do have relationship with these people. But if the choir ceased to exist, like if you weren't in a choir anymore, would y'all associate with each other? If you stopped being an usher, would they say hello to you? Would y'all interact and do things outside of like an organization? And so they were very clear to define friendship. So that's just kind of why I wanted to talk about friendship and what friendship is to you and to make you really think um, what is what is friendship? What does friendship look like? So my next question for you, brother, is do you think that true friendships are easily broken? Nope. Now, uh, the caveat to that question is friendships may not be easily broken. Um, but do friendships often grow? That's a great question. And. You know, that's how like how I think about it, because I'm like, I got, you know, people I consider friends and because I'm loyal in that way. Um, but I know that through the boundary book and through the things that I've learned, some of that is from being a certain type of friend. Um, and other parts of that is now learning, OK, there ha there does have to be growth. There does need to be space for the fact that maybe I don't like this or maybe I have a friend group for this specific thing that I love doing. Then I have another friend group for this and like maturing in a way of understanding that friendships aren't just based on how long you've been a friend with somebody. Correct. I think that's a great point to bring up. And I don't, like I said earlier, I don't think there's anything wrong with having different friends, quote unquote, friends or associates with different groups to do different things. And I think that's healthy. I think it keeps you from being boxed in and only having one friend or one source of connection. I think connection is so important for us as humans. We need socialization. You know, I say all the time that I'm an introvert. However, I do have relationship with a lot of different people. And I think all those relationships help me function and they all have a different purpose and I think they all refine me in different ways and I think that's necessary when you talk about growth um one thing I love about this chapter that really was beautiful to me is they talk about the fact that a lot of times people feel like friendships can be easily broken and that's why you don't want to establish boundaries right mm -hmm. and we think friendships can be easily broken because well this person is not related by blood but to me, they illustrate the beautiful point that 
you have friendships with people that you desire to be in relationship with. Mm -hmm. I don't get to choose my family. I'm born into my family. So I have to learn how to navigate those relationships. But the beautiful thing about a friendship is that person is spending time with you because they want to be with you. They desire to be with you. And as your relationship grows, there's just a, there's a trust that builds over time. And there is, to me, almost like there's more authentic relationship because I'm making a choice. I'm making a choice to continue to fellowship with you, to be in relationship with you and to do life with you. And so when you're making that choice, it's not something that can really easily be broken. Uh, it's, it's not because this is a friendship and this is what we're we're choosing to do together. I think that comes with time and maturity, though. I don't know how many people really truly have those kinds of relationships. Um, they have um, what the book talks about with friendships. They have the commitment. And that's about where we think friendship starts and ends. Um much to what you were saying earlier and that's why we you know have trouble forming these boundaries and things is because we think that commitment just means staying and commitment means you're going through a lot of different things like you think about your friendships not in the same principles as marriage but in the same tools that you use you gotta grow you gotta talk about what's going on with you like how is this serving you is this okay? Is this working? And we're not often told that we're just pushed the commitment aspect of like, you know, staying around and yeah, well, uh, like when you were talking earlier, your experience to me is what gives you the gift uh, to be able to give a testimony to Jade about friends. But we don't know that they always will make, well, friends are gonna, you know, and we're forming bad boundary habits because that's, you oh, know, they're like, incredibly they're just gonna, bad. we're just, they're just going to grow or they da, 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 or they were just playing. They didn't mean, to, and they did. They're not like even getting anything for their, uh, getting any consequences for their actions at that point. Because, you know, somewhere along the line, well, kids will be kids. Well, do you know what you did wrong, Johnny, or whatever? And they don't. And then we just grow into, uh, you know, dysfunctional adults who can't properly understand the complexity that is commitment. And it doesn't just mean staying. Right. It doesn't just mean staying. I think that was a beautiful point. So the book goes through, I think, about four. This chapter goes about through four different conflict issues you can have in friendship. And they do a beautiful job of giving you a blueprint to figure out what's the problem in this relationship and how can I solve it? Brother, did you want to share one conflict that you found interesting or anything compromised? Um mm. <laughs> Interesting. You well don't have to. Let me read these real quick and then you can say what you want to say about friendship. So okay. like I was saying earlier, they give a beautiful way to kind of figure out how to resolve conflicts in friendships. And it's the same questions for each scenario. You would just have to read it for yourself to see if anything sticks out to you in your relationships with your friends. So the first thing they want you to do is call the boundary checklist. Um, you look at the symptoms. What are the symptoms 
of our friendship, our relationship that are just off a little bit? What are the things that are bothering me? The second thing you do is you look at the roots of the problem. What is really the root of what's aggravating me about this friendship or what's wrong with this friendship? The third thing is, okay, what's the actual boundary conflict? Like, why do we keep bumping heads and what boundaries are we missing having? Number four is who needs to take ownership? Is this something I need to take care of or is this something that my friend has to take ownership of? Um, the fifth thing they ask is, what do they need? What does the other person need in the friendship? And what do I need? The sixth thing is how do we begin? How do we even start doing this? Number seven, how do we set boundaries with each other? And then number eight, what happens next? And the book does a beautiful job of breaking it down and going through all of those steps for you in four different scenarios. So I think this is a great chapter to read if you're finding that you're having issues and difficulties in your friendship and you can't figure out really what's wrong, what the what the problem is, I think it will help you pinpoint some things because there are definitely some things that stood out to me um, and made me say, oh, I have struggled with that in the past or I do struggle with that in these friendships. These are things I can do to fix that. Mm. Okay, so I was thinking about it and I wanted to be way more concise than I was the other times that we tried to do this. Mm -hmm. um, so the biggest thing in terms of conflict and everything that I've seen is um, compliant or compliant compliant. And it's kind of how one of the one of the worst to me things that we get taught as kids is we don't really know how to differentiate our likes, our interests. You just end up doing everything together. Right. You, um, you, uh, you go out to the movies together, you swim, you play games, you, you know, what all the same kid stuff that we presume every kid likes. We just kind of bunch y'all all together, give y'all something to, to focus on or whatever. As an adult, how that then manifests and turns itself into something that's negligible or, or not negligible, but negative um, is you don't know how to find friend groups for all of the different parts of you. So that way you can be restored. That way you can be energized. You start to expect everything from one source and they're not God. They're not the source of everything. They're just, you know, a help me for a certain part of you. And that's hard when that's not really what we're told. And, you know, you just think somebody's going to grow to like this or grow to like whatever. Or you might not do some things that you really want to do because the other person that you know doesn't like it. So then you right. dampen what you like. And, and that was like a big thing that I like. When I was thinking about conflicts, going through all those things, like, who's the problem? And I realized, like, well, I was expecting so much from people being a, a hugely diverse person that it just kind of left me feeling alone. Oh, that's a very good realization, brother. I think for me, um, I definitely have experienced conflict in friendship. And when we talk about can true friendships be easily broken I definitely have personal examples of true friendships not being easily broken. But, you know, I've said this before. I think one of my 
main character flaws is that I let things build and build and build. Like the person hasn't changed. They've done the same thing over time. And I let it build to a point where I erupt, where I am angry and upset and I'm going to let you have it. So that is a flaw of mine throughout all of my relationships. As I've gotten older, I have become more able to say, I don't like this. I don't want that. You know, this is not good for me. This doesn't make me comfortable. Um, but definitely when I was younger, I didn't have that. I didn't have that skill set because I am conflict avoidant. Like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to bring up the uncomfortable things. But in order for me to have healthy relationships, friendships, dating relationships, relationship with my family, I have had to become more willing to say, hey, I don't like that. And, you know, I need for you to stop, like, <laughs> period. So that, I think, is one issue that permeates my life and all of my relationships. And it's something that I do have to work at being vocal. Question for you. Mm -hmm. Through this chapter was something that was spiritually encouraging for you to learn about how you can now like spiritually handle your friendships? That's a good question. I think overall for me, and not just in this chapter, but just in the book in general, when we talk about, this is the analogy that I keep coming back to because it's been the most helpful for me. I have to be responsible for my house, right? And all that God has given me. I'm responsible for what goes on within within the boundaries that he's established for me in my house. And so I think even me talking about being more vocal spiritually, yes, it's hard for me to do it, but I'm responsible for this house. Like I have to take ownership of the relationships I have. And so God wants me to be a good steward, not just of my money, but of my time, of my talents, mm -hmm. of the way that I treat people. And so I think that is a running theme for me reading this book. I have a responsibility to be a better steward. You know, I've talked about the fact that I'm being a better steward of my money, mm -hmm. but it goes beyond that. My obedience extends to every area of my life. Am I going to get it perfect? Absolutely not. You know me. I'm, I was going to say I'm a train wreck, but I. <laughs> Girl, please stop. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm a little loosey goosey. I'm a little wild, but really, truly me being obedient and being a good steward of all that he's given me. I think has been the greatest takeaway. I'm so grateful for the friends that I have. And I have to be a good steward of our relationships if I want those relationships to continue. So I think that's the biggest spiritual nugget I've taken away from chapter eight. Um, chapter eight also touches on dating relationships because <laughs> they're not marriage. Mm -hmm. They are dating mm -hmm. uh and y'all ain't related y'all yeah, are so, dating okay. yeah, yeah you're right you're right you're right you're right so let me let me uh let me ask you uh one second um 
<laughs> Sorry, I had a like I don't know if they get picked up on the podcast. If it did, I apologize, y'all. My it did because I heard it, but it's fine. My everything is connected, so I had to like uh, silence a phone call for a second. But so in dating, what are some of the the what 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 does this book teach you? What are some things that you're using in your daily life in regards to boundaries? In my dating life, um, I think one thing for sure that stands out to me is that you have to be honest and transparent and you have to discuss what you are comfortable with, Mm. like what you're comfortable with happening Mm -hmm. and what you are not comfortable with happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to be very open and vocal about that. Like I said, I'm working on being vocal. Mm. In all areas of my life, so um, okay. I think that is one thing, brother. Okay, okay, that's what's up. I hear you. I hear you. I like that. that that's all. That's all I want. I wanted you to give some people some <laughs> advice. Is being a, a young single woman who's out here dating, you know. So I'm single in the fact that I'm not married, but I'm not single because I'm in a relationship. Is that what you were getting at? Hmm. <laughs> what is what? I have no idea what explanation you just gave, but it sounded like malarkey. It's not malarkey. I'm single because I'm not married. If you're not married, you're a single person. Oh, but okay. I am okay, now I get it. Relationship okay. is what I'm saying. So I'm not accepting applications for dating, if that's what you're saying, because I am dating. Oh, that's, that, that, that is not what I was saying at all, but I got some new information. Thank you for sharing <laughs> with us in the podcast. Hmm. All right. You're Learned welcome. Some things. I, yeah. yeah. I, I thought that's where you were going. Nope. But I'm glad I went where I went and got some bunch needed information and it's all good. Uh so yeah, I am I think dating is a wonderful thing and it is a great chance to practice all the things I've been going over in this here boundaries podcasting book i wish you could see his face it's great Uh, (laughs) i guess you know i just you know (laughs) words um yeah so ultimately i think we should just give what our biggest big 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 biggity big takeaway from the book or from this specific chapter was for me it was just kind of learning the different aspects of how friendship works um, so often we do have a proclivity to thinking about friendships one way. And again, it's it's kind of like how we're taught, which, again, is why I'm so uh, happy with how you're handling Jay, because that's a new way, I think, of like approaching it, given that I'm sure everywhere else is going to be the same, especially like when they're trying to teach kids um political tolerance in a certain way because kids are tolerant by nature in general outside of like you know sharing and stuff like that that we kind of have to you know work on but dealing with all that stuff and kind of being able to have your no mean no and being able to like protect yourself at an early age are huge skills that uh whenever i'm finally on this road of you know having one of those little munchkins or something like that then I'm glad that they'll be able to get something like that from you 
and and others. It's it's just really encouraging. So that's what I take away most from the book is like learning the dynamics of friendship and being able to like help others through things. I think my big takeaway and really was like a realization to me. I love the way they wrote it in the book and helped me understand it is that true friendships cannot be easily broken. Establishing boundaries with your friends is not going to kill the relationship if they're your friend. Will there be an adjustment period? Absolutely. I mean, I think you can attest to the fact that there has been an adjustment with the boundaries that I set for myself in my life and our family relationship. Um, there's an adjustment, but it doesn't mean that we don't have relationship. It doesn't mean we don't love each other. It just that means that we treat each other in a more appropriate way. So for me, it was important to see that true friendships are not easily broken. Um, and it can be intimidating, even if you are a confrontational person, when you really care about somebody and their friendship, it can be intimidating to establish healthy boundaries. But I think it's I think it's crucial for both parties involved in the friendship to have healthy boundaries because that will, I think, make it easier for your friendship to stand the test of time and to maintain. You know, you talked earlier about bars. it. <laughs> I think you you talked earlier about it. Um, friendship is not just about longevity. Um, it is truly about growing together. And a lot, I don't, I really don't think a lot of people have friendships where they're growing together. I think a lot of people have good associates, but not really true friends. So that's what I got, Broski. Okay. Well. We appreciate that, and we appreciate you all for joining us for this uh, BSG Book Club Boundaries Chapter 8 um, podcast uh, accompaniment episode. If you would like to follow us on the socials, please remember that they are all down in the link in the description. The biggest one is go subscribe to our YouTube. There's a lot of content coming and is available now. You can watch the entire Purpose Driven 40-Day Purpose Driven Life series uh, in a playlist that is up right now to kind of give you just some encouragement uh, for living a life that is filled with God's purpose for your life um, and leading you down a path that will ultimately bring you way more joy and a, way more joy and abundance uh, than you've ever experienced. We thank you for joining us, and remember that it is not I that preach or you that preach, but we preach and until we meet again guys keep preaching